Hello everyone, welcome to Behind the Scenes in Health podcast. This podcast is a show where we have set out to find out what happens behind the scenes in the healthcare industry with focus on Nigeria and Africa. A lot of persons do not have an idea of the sheer grit and determination that goes on with building in healthcare, especially in Africa. My name is Ronald Kelechi, popularly known as Dr. Ron. I am a medical doctor with a postgraduate degree in clinical anatomy and currently pursuing another in health informatics. I'm interested in healthcare technologies, innovation, informatics, and health content creation. I run MRI Medic, a company focused on helping healthcare companies tell their brand stories. Join me on the podcast as I interview and have chats with experts across the healthcare space, including players in health tech, seasoned clinicians, finance experts, and generally healthcare professionals who have veered off the practice. It is my hope that with this podcast, we will shed light on some of these gray areas and hopefully inspire the next generation of healthcare professionals one conversation at a time. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please share widely within your network and social circles so that others can also enjoy these beautiful conversations with you. Enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Behind the Scenes in Health. Today we will be discussing the topic careers outside clinical medicine. So very recently, this has become a very hot topic amongst the healthcare workers in Nigeria, especially the doctors. So with rising cases of job dissatisfaction, poor salary pay, little or no equipment to work with in their various uh, workplaces, a lot of them have been thinking lately of what else to do. Uh, some of them actually say they, they feel they are not cut out for clinical practice. Well, this is not in any way saying that clinical practice is bad. And uh, the advent of health tech seems to have propelled a lot of clinicians to begin to look outside medicine. In this episode, we look at these various career options outside clinical medicine and how to get started. And yes, before we dive in, I, I thought it was nice to let you guys know that this uh, recording is actually from one of our Twitter Spaces session. Uh, we had on one of those Sundays and it was over four hours, five hours long. And we have different cadres of healthcare professionals who came in, gave their options, gave their opinions, uh, had a lot of back and forth. Those who had pivoted out of clinical medicine, shared ideas and tips on how to go about it yet so i just thought i should mention that so that you get prepared and get ready to take notes yeah it's great to see a lot of people coming in early please can anyone hear me just raise your hand or an emoji all right perfect so it's good to see a lot of guys uh, coming in and uh, quite on time too. And uh, today we're actually going to be talking about uh, careers outside uh, clinical medicine. And uh, I reached out to a couple of uh, folks who are outside uh, clinical practice, and hopefully they should be bouncing in on the space to come and share their journey and. Uh, experience uh, with us trying to get off outside uh, clinical medicine it's actually tough stuff 
right? And uh, this space is not actually just for doctors alone, because I also know other healthcare professionals who are outside uh, medicine, who are also doing great outside uh, their core practices, like the pharmacies, the nurses, and all of that. But I know more of the doctors. Uh, hello, Amaka, Dr. Amaka, Amy, Fitayo, Dr. Nadua, Amina, Omali Taneka. Everybody, good to have you guys here. So this is how it's going to go. It's going to be more like a question and answer. Then some of the speakers, when they bounce in, uh, they kind of share their experiences. And uh, yeah, we just go around uh, having a go at it. So if you want to speak, you can request for the mic. I'll gladly bring you up stage to, to be here. Unfortunately, Wale is not yet here. He's supposed to be my co-host, but that's fine. We'll get along. I'm sure he's going to join us very soon. So without uh, wasting much time, myself, oh, perfect. Wale is here. Just a minute. Let me give him the mic. Make him co-host. Uh, all right. Then uh, just a minute. All right. I think he should be up soon. So uh, I mean, well, I'll say I've been privileged to sort of. Uh, maybe network with a lot of people who are outside uh, our practice, clinical practice. And uh, personally myself, I think I, I moved out a bit of uh, clinical practice. Was it during 2019, during COVID time? Yeah, that was when uh, I started veering off. And uh, I know for a lot of persons, there are actually reasons why they want to move outside of the clinical medicine. Well, we'll all get to that very soon. So I have a list with me of some of the things uh, people can do that doesn't uh, have to involve you being in the hospital and they are actually quite, quite very, very lucrative. Uh, I'll probably start with uh, maybe tech, since it's the commonest one. What do you guys think? Speak. All right. Okay, I think I'll just go with the tech. So basically for tech, uh, we are looking at uh, what comes to mind, first of all, when people hear tech, they, they think of writing lines of code, how to learn Python, uh, how to learn R, PHP, Java, CSS, and all of that. But truthfully, uh, tech actually goes quite beyond that. So we have two broad uh, categories of tech. So we have the core tech roles, and you have the non-tech roles inside of the tech space. So what typically those in the tech called text space so those are like the programmers so they write all the languages they build apps they build websites uh, for those of us in clinical practice who use uh, electronic medical records it's programmers that do that for those of us who use sorts of uh, health mobile apps and all of that you actually have some doctors behind the scenes some nurses behind the scenes who actually 
develop those apps either on Android or iOS. So that's one area for you to move in. Then it could be quite hectic for some people who say, how can I start learning a new language and all of that? So again, there are some non-tech roles you can actually do in the tech space. And incidentally, we were here last week with uh, Imai Bo, who is a doctor who transitioned into the tech space. And basically, she does a user experience research. So research is one of those things you can do in the tech that does not need you to program. So user experience research, all kinds of research. So those ones are viable. Another area is product design. You can be a product designer. It's also very valid. You have product marketers. That's also very valid. And uh, you have those who run operations, implementation of projects, basically like project managers, right? I mean, you have a product, you're trying to introduce a system and all of that. Somebody needs to implement those projects. So you actually have healthcare workers who are project managers and they are really making a lot of money from that. You have product marketing sales, right? So for tech products you build, I mean, if you don't sell it, how are you going to make money? So that is where the manager, uh, the sales guys or marketers actually come in. And a good number of them are making a lot of money from the product uh, marketing space. So those are some of the few non-coding areas you can get into without breaking your head in the tech uh, space. Before I continue, I think uh, Wale, can you go on to introduce yourself? I didn't even introduce myself anyway. Go ahead. You have the mic. Hello, Wale, is it there? Anyway, I guess uh, probably network issues or something. I guess we'll come back online very soon. Uh, sorry, I didn't introduce myself. My name is Dr. Ronald Igbey. I'm properly called uh, Dr. Ron, medical doctor uh, with interest in So I basically, I do more of the electronic medical records. I do more of web design and building and all of that. So that's where the space where I'm sitting right now. So that's uh, basically for the ICT space or the tech space. And again, it's also good to know there are people you can relate to who are actually doing this. I know Dr. Neto, I don't know if he's gonna pop in here. So Neto is a medical doctor. He runs uh, Wella Health somewhere in Abuja and he's doing quite well. So he left co practice and moved over to the tech space and is doing well. Then uh, there's this guy, Dr. Lawal Bakari. So he's also a doctor and uh, I think he runs this small startup, Epid Alert, something about uh, notifying folks about these outbreaks and all of that, which is actually cool. Then uh, among some of the developers, apps, and all that. I know Femi Kuti, he's uh, running a Kankway. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of Kankway before. So he runs that. Then uh, a lot of persons uh, might want to veer off totally outside the clinical healthcare space. 
you have this guy, Dr. DJ Adeumi. So I think uh, if you know the popular job engine called uh, Jobberman, yes. So he's one of the guys who is behind Jobberman, and he was actually a doctor. I think he left immediately, came out from school, and into the tech space and VC somewhere in Europe, venture capitalist or something somewhere in Europe. So, and he's doing uh, very great. So, these are some of the non-tech areas you could do and notable guys who are doing that at the moment. So, just a minute. Approve. So if you're just joining us, uh, the conversation today is uh, Karen's Outside Clinical Medicine. And um, we're just looking at different areas for different people who might be wanting to transition, but sort of lost as to what to do and where to go and all of that. So that's what uh, we'll be doing, uh, what we are currently doing at the moment. So I've talked about the X space, the non-coding, and the coding uh, areas where we can all get into, like uh, core programmers who build websites, build uh, mobile applications and all that. Then for the non-coding, about product designers, product marketers, uh, project managers, research specialists, and um, user experience uh, experts. So I mentioned Dr. Neto Wellahel, Dr. Femi Kuti of Kankwe, of Kerman, Lawa Bakari of Epid a lot. So those are the guys uh, we know uh, in the tech space. They're actually more than this, but I just keep it short with that one. Then another area uh, you might also want to look at is a hospital administration, right? And um, a lot of persons uh, typically, uh, let's say, undermine hospital operations. I was reading a paper recently, uh, they say uh, physician-led hospitals actually perform more than, or perform better than a non-physician-led clinic. And maybe if you look at places like the US healthcare space, a lot of the big hospitals are actually physician-led uh, hospitals, right? So that's another area we might want to look into. Uh, the typically, uh, an MBA might come in very handy in this uh, area, like the Master of Business uh, Administration might come in very handy in this area. So basically, you could be doing uh, operations, change management, process improvement, uh, quality improvement, clinical governance, and basically all they're actually under management and uh, administration. So here in Naida, uh, I know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Doctora. So Doctora is uh, run by Debo Odulano. And uh, apart from Doctora, where he does uh, linking patients to uh, yeah, doctors of choice or expertise and all of that. So he does some bit of operations management, change management, uh, policy improvement and all of that. And yeah, he's doing quite well. Then there is this uh, other doctor, Dr. Beishitutu. So she's also a very seasoned and popular hospital administrator. So, and they are quite making a buck out of uh, that area. And 
Then another area too, in terms of um, administration too, you could also be uh, in the health uh, insurance space, that's the HMO space, right? Most of the top HMOs, right? They're actually managed by doctors. You know, I know Red Care, I think Tunde, Dr. Tunde Salako is in Red Care. I'm not quite sure if he's still there, but I know he used to be there. And uh, you have uh, Emi Kuti, who is in Reliance. I think he manages Reliance HMO. And uh, then for Novo Health, I don't know if you guys are head of that one. You have uh, this lady, uh, Dr. Dorothy Jeff Namani. So she manages uh, Novo Health uh, HMO. And uh, they're quite doing uh, wonders there. And I think they are making uh, a lot of uh, cash to doing it quite basically nine to five, they love traveling, enjoy themselves, meetings and all of that. So that's another good area to look into. Then uh, for, okay, this is like uh, the pharmaceutical tech space. The only person that comes to mind quickly, quickly, quickly is this lady, uh, pharmacist at the backing, uh, who runs uh, mymedicines.com, where she tries to uh, link, uh, in fact, she's just trying to make uh, access to medicines easier, faster, uh, probably cheaper for most people. So she does uh, mymedicines.com and she's doing quite a great job in that space. And I think a lot of people are beginning to look at her model and uh, copy her model. So yes, for the pharmaceutical spaces, that's where she is. And um, wait, mind. you have, I think you have other like drugstock, you have things like uh, people like M Pharma, yeah, they're all in the pharmaceutical space using tech to provide uh, services. Uh, Wally, can you speak? Are you able to connect? <clears throat> Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, good to have you. Welcome, Wally. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been having network issues trying to connect and. Uh, <clears throat> It's been back and forth. Twitter always has a thing. When you when you launch into spaces and you've been using the app, I actually left the space and came into this space. Oh, okay. So it kind of made my phone go fuzzy and all. So uh, I'm here now. So, all right. So uh, do you want me to go ahead and just share a few thoughts? Or, yeah, uh, sure. Okay, go ahead before I continue. Uh, okay, because actually I was really enjoying, um, you know, uh, the points that you've dropped. And um, they are very, very interesting and um, I would say yet unfolding areas of help that don't necessarily require you to follow a clinical pathway. So, and this is something that um, a lot of people have always deemed as in quotes on serious, you know, when you are not seated, when you are not seated in the world, you know, you are not, uh, you are not, you are not, you are not regarded as a serious human being. So, and um, this mentality has actually put, you know, lots of doctors and lots of medical personnel in a box that they don't think beyond that space and what they do. And when you now look at it, the, when, when you now come out of that box, if you can make any mistake to come out of that box, you will realize the endless possibilities that exist for you outside the clinical pathway. 
And these are pathways that, number one, you can either choose to drive, you know, health forward, or you can choose something entirely different. And you would find you, you will find a little bit of, or, or not, I would say a little bit, you know, a lot of, um, uh, fulfillment. Yes. You'll find a lot of fulfillment with it. So, um, you've mentioned a lot of, you've mentioned a lot of them, but I'll look at it from another angle. Um, for example, now we have unfolding in front of our eyes. Public health promotion is becoming a thing. And people will ask me that, oh, um, Dr. Wale, is this really, is this, does this thing really make sense? Yes, yes, it does. It does actually. And it pays the bills. <laughs> I don't know else, how else to put it. See, there are so many things that we will not explain or people will not tell you here. But I will tell you that if there is something that drives you outside the clinical pathway and you know that, okay, perhaps maybe clinical pathway is not meant for you, then you should get your, your, you know, get your, your, your butt off your chair and go into it. What, is, what exactly is stopping you? For example, now look at public health promotion. You have so many people now that are at the forefront of it that are driving it. Number one, being a cocoa doctor, we've had a conversation on, <clears throat> We've had a conversation about, okay, public health promotion, does it pay? I sat with him. We had tea and beverage, uh, you know, just a few days ago. And I'm sorry, I can't put so many things out there, but all I will tell you is this. It pays. That's one. Two, the, the opportunities are endless out there from, you know, content development, content writing to, uh, you know, public speaking to, we've had, um, in fact, presently I'm on a public, uh, I'm on an, I'm on an opinion writing and public speaking course with Dr. Unsofo. And I don't know if many of you may not know him here, but he's actually one of our leading persons. He's a TED, uh, you know, he's, he's one of, uh, he's one of the Atlantic fellows and, uh, he's, he's a very renowned public speaker he has had TED talks and all of that these are places where uh he, you know he has found he has found fulfillment in it public speaking and basically is a leader in that space he works with so many um, public health agencies he, uh, develops content for them writes alongside them goes on speaking events and speaking engagements and i can tell you that if this is something that drives you you don't have to yes clinical pathways are good and very important but i can tell you that the 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 non-clinical side of medicine and health is just as important as the clinical side there are always <clears throat> i don't know how else to put it um, there are always drivers for a particular sector and i will say that in the clinical aspect it is the non-clinical part that actually drives the sector forward public health promotion is there a need in Africa? Yes, it is. You know, Apropos Doctor has actually been uh, a model for agencies, including the WHO, for them to realize that the way public health is being discussed is not the actual way to engage, um, you know, um, behavioral change. These are studies that have actually, that are actually ongoing in clinical settings. We don't like to talk about this openly, but we are now seeing that public health engagement is taking a turn because of the fact that, you know, we have people who are influencing behavioral changes in people. If this is something that drives you, does it pay the bills? Yes, it does. Massively. Is this something that, if it's something that, are you interested in it? 
Why not? Go ahead and do it. There are so many people that are actually in this space and are doing well. Content writing, for example, now I have engagements, uh, you know, remotely with a company that is based outside, outside Nigeria and I get paid developing content for them, developing strategies for them for, because they are, they are based on aging science and longevity and all of that. So I basically talk and write, you know, a lot of articles for them, you know, in that space. And I, I, I would tell you, but the fact is that do I end well? Yes, I do. And these are the things that a lot of people do not know. And we are trying to put this out there to let to you know to and and to change that mentality that look, it doesn't make you unserious as a person if clinical pathway is not your thing. Mm -mm, it doesn't. Rather, it even makes you to fulfill the course and you know push you know push um, the agenda of you know you know pu you just push the health movement forward. Just that you are pushing it from a different angle, and that's exactly what the conversations that I feel that maybe we should have here today. And then, if people have concerns, how do I even start? The first thing you need to ask yourself is that: Is this something that interests you? Is this something that? You know, you wake up in the morning and you say that this is what I want to do. Some of us, until we left, you know, the clinical roles in quotes, we did not, uh, you know, we were always feeling that there was something that we were not yet doing. So if that is the kind of person that you are, then you know that this is meant for you. And there are some that can find a balance. For example, you can do the clinical pathway and then you can move into the non-clinical pathway. It's all up to you. Really, largely, it depends. But I think the first thing that we have to do is to disabuse our minds from the fact that people who pursue non-clinical roles are deemed, you know, in quotes, unserious. But let me just leave that now. We'll continue. Uh... Thank you, Wally. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you actually made a, a lot of valid uh, points there, right? And uh, yeah, the truth is, uh, I think number one, you have to really find uh, what interests you, right? And, you know, typically before, for example, looking at the public health guys, uh, before we laugh at them and, you know, what do these guys do and all of that. But honestly, the, the trend is changing now, and they are becoming uh, the ones at the forefront of the whole uh, promotion, health promotion thing, and all that. You know that. Yeah, absolutely right. Me, yeah, it reminds me when I came into Twitter actively. Uh, was it 2019 or thereabouts? You know, then that was when the likes of uh, Kilecho Kuro, uh, Zobo and a couple of others were like yes we're actually making money from this place i'm like how are you guys making money you know and it all comes from the whole health promotion uh content writing uh content development and all of that so yeah it's very very valid so i'll quickly try and run down through the other uh pathways i identified over the week so another way is to uh do medical education right cmes medical education the truth is uh most of these guys who organize cmes in nigeria and all of that they actually make a lot of money and a lot of us don't know so that's actually another uh very cool space to work in then even those that do most of us who are planning to disappear with club and all of that look at something academy somebody runs that right so it's something you can also do and then make money quite 
from doing that one too. Then uh, I think you mentioned, uh, hold on, I think you mentioned writing. Yeah, you mentioned writing. So that I think goes under content uh, development and all that. So a lot of people uh, freelance for a lot of companies here and there, and uh, they actually make good money writing uh, healthcare content. I know people who just uh, review articles for magazines, companies, and all of that, and they get paid for doing uh, all of that. Then uh, I think there are a couple of novelists too who are doctors. Though I'm very comfortable with the gendered ones. All them, uh, Michael Crichton, uh, this guy that wrote Sherlock Holmes, uh, Conan Doyle. Uh, I think uh, even here in Nigeria we have uh, one Dami Ajayi who is a poet actually, right? Then this uh, writer politician, the uh, Wale Okediran, he's also a doctor too, and they're actually doing a very well. Uh, I know Toye, Mariam Toye, Umisa, she writes too, and so that's another area working. Then uh, occupational health, well, it might not be clinic, clinic yet. So, like, uh, basically, you get to advise companies, uh, workplace safety processes, and all of that. So, you don't really have to see anybody in the hospital. Then look at the, I'm trying to remember a company. There's this popular company that does uh, occupational health screenings for, for people in Nigeria. I can't remember the name. And I know they make a lot of money doing that. So that's very, uh, another key area too. Then uh, you look at, uh, hold on, public speaking, um, TV hosts and all of that, right? Even those are act movies. Look at people like uh, Kiki Modi. Uh, sorry, Kiki Yeah, yeah Jemima was soon there as well. Yeah, Jemima exactly. was soon there as well. So yeah. they're actually uh, medical doctors. Look at uh, this lady, uh, Dr. Folakemiko. She's a dermatologist here in Nigeria and she does a lot of dancing and uh, by the side and makes money out from there. You also have uh, other people outside, but for context, let's try to stick to uh, Nigeria. There's this DJ, uh, I think they call him the big surgeon or something. So he's actually a medical doctor. Lawani, uh, right? So then you talk about uh, well, sports medicine, a bit, a little bit of clinics, but you are not actively involved in managing. Hello. <clears throat> um. Dr. Ron, I don't know if you are still there. Maybe you boss up. Uh, I think, I think maybe, yeah, Dr. Ron, can, yeah, you there. Back. Sorry, I think the next topic is fine. So, so uh, I was talking about sports medicine is another area. So basically you get to administer first aid and you don't get to manage the patients really. So send them to the hospital and all of that. So that's quite another area one can uh, consider, sports medicine. Then for those who uh, like the non-profit sector, 
it's actually a good area. You like doing charity and all of that. So you could consider the non-profit uh, area where you have uh, a lot of people who do good work across uh, the globe, NGOs and all of that. So another area to look at. Then uh, if you're into creative arts, right, uh, you can go into designs, right, graphic designs and all of that. And honestly, like most of my uh, design work, I do brochures, uh, flyers and all of that, I actually outsource them to doctors and they actually do good jobs and they make good money from doing those uh, designs. And this is those who are doing it uh, by the side, not like a full-time gig and all of that, right? Then uh, you have life coaches, you have uh, yeah, well-being fitness coaches and all of that. So that's another very good area. The person that comes to mind is this lady, uh, Dr. Chinasa. I don't know if you guys know her. She's popularly known as a Arela Fitness, right? So she's doing very well in that uh, space. And I think re recently she just became, she has one course that has been accredited globally and all of that. So she sells her courses, mentors, and, you know, so she actually makes a good living without stressing herself just from coaching people and all of that. Then I know this one, it's not so big in Nigeria, but the uh, people that do medical legal assessments and the medical experts. So basically they do like a uh, short time or part-time uh, panel. So this area, I think it's still in the early stages back in, uh, in Nigeria. So, and it's also worth considering. So I think you have uh, this guy, Dr. Chelucci, Onyemelukwe of, uh, I think, Center for Health Ethics, Law and Development. Then uh, there's this uh, Lao Lu Osanyi. So those guys, they really revolve around medical law and all of the arbitration and all of that too. Those are good areas to also consider, right? So I think these are some of the areas I identify why trying to read and discuss with people around and yeah they're actually very interesting areas to look at if you want to speak you can press for the mic or ask questions or anything so just uh discuss the much we can right so uh so for me it depends on you your passion what drives you and you know yeah well you want to say something yeah yeah yeah, I think um, yeah, I think uh, the 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 idea is to uh, understand what exactly drives you, and if um, you know that being in the clinical pathway is something that drives you, yes, you should stick to it. I really agree. But um, as a medical doctor, um, if something else drives you, don't feel, don't ever feel that you are being put in a box where you cannot. Um, you know, explore other possibilities for you in the either in the health space or even outside the health space. You just have to know that there is more to you know being actually a doctor or a health professional. You don't even it's not even just um, uh, you know uh, be doctors alone, but this is other you know professionals in in other places, nurses, uh, lab scientists, and all of that. Um, you did mention. Um, 
Dr. Ola Brown, many people know her as an economist, yeah, but she's actually, she's, a, she's actually a medical doctor um, and she established flying doctor, so which is another branch of, you know, um, medical tourism. If you want to go into medical tourism also, you can, that she's, she's actually the leader in the business itself. And people know Dr. Uh, Dr. Ola Brown more of an economist than a doctor. So yeah. In fact, right now she has she has even shifted. Yes, she has even shifted. You know, totally from the from the clinical sphere and moved into a new sphere where she's actually dominating. So uh, as 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 I'm saying, uh, or the the idea we are saying is that try do not feel that you are being put in the box because of the fact that you you you're a medical professional. The sky is actually the starting point. If you feel that there is something that calls out to you every morning when you wake up and every evening when you go when you go back when you go to bed, focus on it. Do it. If you feel that you will get um, you will get accomplishments or you feel fulfilled by doing it, why don't you go ahead and do it? What exactly is stopping you? I know so many people that come and me say, "Oh, Doctor Wale, I I I want to be a content creator." I tell them that go out, start. Let nothing stop you. And you just see that the sky is the limit. The, uh, and the fact remains that you, you need to be consistent. Like, uh, for example, one of the, one of the things that actually, you know, took, uh, took my time was clinical practice because I couldn't focus on any other thing. My public speaking engagements, I couldn't do that. Uh, you know, um, my content writing and development, I couldn't do that. My content creation, I couldn't do any of those things. And up until 2020 that I realized that, okay, I could earn, you know, in the seven figures and above from this, from these things. And there are things that besides the money, the money wasn't even the issue. The fact was that these are things that call out to me every day. These are things that, you know, I'm passionate about. And these are things that, you know, that drive me. And I know that, okay, if I'm doing something like this, I feel fulfilled doing it. So I have, to, I have to tell myself that, guy, it is either you choose to do this or not. It's one of the two. But you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it. So I have to make that choice. So I, I think for many of us, it's just, it's just being able to make that choice and being consistent with that choice and that feeling that you are not making a stupid move because that's what a lot of people actually feel. They feel that, oh, if I leave something, you know, being a doctor is sure, it's a sure pathway for me to do this. But if I go out of this, it's not sure for me. The truth of the matter is that no risk, no reward. If, and and um, the question, um, the, the thing you also have to know, the fact is that you are meeting an unmet need. Whenever, what, what we must always realize is that whenever there is a demand for something, there will always be something to make out of it. There will always be a reward for, the, for it. If you know, if we know that today, um, you will definitely be reading medical content somewhere. Somebody is writing it. It is not, it is someone that writes that and somebody is actually being paid for that. The same thing with, with content creation, the same thing with, you know, um, um, having CME meetings and all of that. Those are unmet needs. Those are things that actually are in demand. And there is no way, there is nowhere in the world where you create value and meet demand that you do not make profit out of it. I have never seen it happen before. So the fact just remains that we just need to have that confidence that, okay, if I'm venturing into the non-clinical pathway, I know that I am going to make something out of it. I just need to put my head in the right place, network with the right people and stay consistent on the dream. And trust me, 
the grind i would just i would just give it as a, the grind of say two to three years and you will not be in the same place where you were so it's i i don't know but this this is just me putting out my own experience out there if there's anyone that wishes to request for the mic please request for the mic right now we can take in questions and we can answer um we can also share our minds and share our own thoughts on it as well yeah and somebody told me that last last if everything casts you shall still have your license to continue <laughs> <laughs> but that but, but but that's the honest truth that's the honest truth the honest truth is that you always have a fallback plan you will always have a fallback plan but the truth is that we do not pray for fallbacks to happen yeah yeah we we you just need to believe that this will work for you um when 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 i, I would use apropos doctor and i we've come a very long way and when we in 2019 when we first met and we were we we talked about this to and fro and we started the early 2020 we were like is something really going to come out of this there were months where you know it's like it, it wasn't sure if anything was actually going to come out of it but <clears throat> as the years uh you know as the months rolled by opportunities just started coming you know, people reach out to you and tell you that, oh, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. I, I mean, last year I had a TV deal. Somebody came to meet me and said that, oh, we need someone to be on our show to, uh, you know, to push our product. Um, uh, you know, a telemedicine company, they approached me and told me that, look, I'm the best candidate and all of that. Signed a deal and, you know, started shooting my my episodes. And this this is even just a springboard move. The same thing happened to Apropo Doctor. The, the, question, the question is, how many telemedicine companies do we have in Nigeria right now? We have, we have tons of them. And there are people that they need, you know, to actually be the face of these companies. And who better to represent a company or a health company better than a health professional themselves? So thinking about that in itself is another venture on its own. Being a brand ambassador for health is another venture on its own totally on its own you, you so the, the opportunities are endless for people who are confused and you know worried about you, you will uh, just think about it this way you will always have your medical degree to go back to if things or if you get tired or say you get bored you know you can always go back and do what you need to do but for me in my own opinion i i, I am somebody that i'm a hyper focused person because it's very easy for me to get distracted when you are when you're someone who has a lot of talent it is very easy for you to get distracted so i decided to put that down and focus on what actually matters and it's been working people ask me uh, you know so many things not be everything sorry i have to use pigeon but don't be everything <laughs> where they go third person not be everything that they third person so what i'm saying is that it is not everything that we share on this platform but if you go ahead and you're close to some of these people ask them how much are you earning see people are earning eight figures per year doing things doctors that are doing things that are non-clinical eight figures Per year, and so let me just put that like that. So, um, but do you find your fulfillment? Yes. Do you do you find monetary fulfillment? Oh, yes. Of course you do, and you you might even be earning more than your contemporaries who are actually practicing. Sorry to put that out there, but that's but that's the truth. Um, um. So, are the opportunities endless? Yes, they are. Is it possible for you to move to something else? Yes, it is. Can you fall back 
um, you know, to your medical degree if things do not go the way it was. Yes, you can. <laughs> so I don't know. So, I mean, it's just it's just the I, the the question. The the main question is: Are you willing? Is this something you want to do? If it's yeah. if it's fine, it's, if if you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, well, you can sit back. But people who are willing to make that sacrifice, they will be the ones sharing their success stories in a few years time. And then you, for people who actually have the talent and have the gift, and then didn't use it, they'll say, Ah, Omar, and I was thinking of this thing. You no, know? I was thinking of doing this. I was thinking of doing that. Please, I think the time to stop thinking is now. This is the time for action. Yes, this is the time for action. It's action that is required. It is not what was in your head that matters. I remember years ago, I wanted to start, um, I, I did want to start um, an e-commerce company and all of that. And it was so frustrating because I was in medical school at that point and I couldn't start it. I didn't have the cash. I didn't have everything. And then the person who would have been my number one investor, which was my dad at that point, he said, ah, why don't you have to focus and finish this medical degree? You cannot drop out. And this was the time when, um, this was the time when, uh, Jumia, Jumia was known as Kasu at that time. Yeah. So this was when Jumia just came out and Deal Day was still there. Conga was still there. And these were just the three people in the market. And, you know, when I look back and I say that, ah, well, if I had just started at that time or I just stayed a little bit consistent, who knows now? Maybe I'll be living in my dream house, driving everything that I, but I just, I, I put everything, I just trashed it. Even after, after, um, after I finished my medical school and all of that, I trashed everything. It was not until 2015 when I decided to focus on things that actually really give me joy. And I forgot, the, the fact was that I forgot how much joy I get doing things that are not necessarily clinical, but also match my talents. Like for example, I know that public speaking in health matches my knowledge as a medical doctor. I forgot how, how much, uh, how much fulfillment I got from these things because of how focused I was on you know the clinical pathway as i said also this is a big disclaimer um medical pathways and clinical pathways is good very very good and i highly recommend it for people who know that this is their number one place of fulfillment but where you know that you have you 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 you've done you've you've you you know you've put your head into the into the bathwater you've you've looked at everything you've you've entered the sea of medical care and then you seem that you are you are out of touch and you feel that you are not finding the right fulfillment or this is not actually giving you the the fulfillment that you feel that you need then you should look outside and trust me if you are asking people like us who are outside there we are we are we are enjoying i will put it like that we are um we are grinding there's a lot of grinding in that space you unbelievable but at the same time you will get rewarded and big time i'll just put that uh, so if anybody has any uh this is, please we are not seeing anybody i don't know why <laughs> please ask questions so. Like you, disclaimer. <laughs> oh, <let me laughs> that. Uh, okay, well, well, I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, Dr. Gold, uh, skin yeah, and all. Well, good evening, man. Yes, I'll be Gogaz. She's actually, yes, and she's, she has even ventured into something that is not necessary. She wrote a book. She wrote a book and, uh, you know, with all I've seen, it's, it, it's been fantastic. In fact, I, I don't know. I've been trying to get my hands on the book, but I've been unable to. So I'll be reaching out to her to she ask her. Yes. Copy. So 
yeah but 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 the fact is the fact is that writing this is writing she's selling copies of those books marvelous as in beautiful so i i always tell people that look you have to have um as i said that box view as a medical doctor will always it will be like a trap it will it can also it has the ability to limit you to your full life's potential so if you are that type of person that you know that mm, there is something meant for me outside you can move out of that box and trust me it will be rewarding yeah. Dr. Gold, I think you requested for the mic. You have the mic. Uh, shortly before you go ahead, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're just discussing about um, careers outside the clinical practice. Uh, with the way the world is evolving and all of that, I think a lot of uh, medics are beginning to consider, not even consider, some are even in the process of leaving clinical medicine. Not saying clinical medicine is bad, fine. If you want to be there, you got to be there. It's totally fine. Everybody cannot run away from the clinic. You know, I was having this conversation sometimes. If everybody disappears, who will now treat uh, all of us and all of that? Yeah, who will treat, who will treat all of us now? Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's perfectly fine. Uh, Dr. Gold, you can go ahead. Hi, good evening, everybody. How are you? Um, we are fine. No, I'm fine. We are fine, Ma. We are fine, Ma. Yes, oh, yes, sir. Everybody, yes, sir. Anyway, um, when I saw that um, Dr. Ron had this um, spaces thing, I actually set an alarm for it. Well, you know, this is the weekend. I've been chasing my two children all over the place. So I, <laughs> I finally. I finally you know, got a breather and, you know, was able to join this. This is, I like the fact that, um, you know, there's this, you know, normally in Nigeria, there's this divide between the senior and the junior colleagues. And I don't think it's just Nigeria alone. I think the way we just have it here is a bit peculiar. But I like the way social media brings all, all, all of us together and, you know, and we're able to form this community and um, we are learning from ourselves. So, um, um, Dr. Olawale, the first thing I'm just going to say is just to, you know, um, you said something about Dr. Gold is here making, I'm not making money like you, because you, you, you are, you are like, I don't know, you are from everywhere, what do they call it, Scott Soap for me, hey, give me shower gel. <laughs> but what I want to say, what I want to say, I remember that before I wrote my book, I've been writing actually for a long time. Uh, people that know me as far back as my secondary school days, I've been writing for a long time. So writing is not, you know, but professionally, but I've been writing, you know, for a long time. And one thing I told myself, I'm one of those people that I... I am not, maybe I'm not so, I know what I'm good at. I'm one of those people that I discovered, um, you know, or like where people will say, oh, I don't have any talent. I don't, I discovered my own talent very early in life. And I told myself that whenever I'm going to make money, my my money is going to come from that talent. And I that I, I am one of those people that, you know, when they say, you have I may even have that problem and I'm not I've not been able to solve it for myself. <laughs> but somebody else has the problem and I talk to them and they just find a solution. So you know, people like that you just you just speak to people and they just find a solution for whatever it is. So I told myself that anytime I'm ready to write my book, it is definitely not going to be free. I've been writing free articles, writing so many different things for years. So 
whatever I'm going to write, my brain work is not going to be for free because I spent a lot of time writing it. Another thing I've realized again is that we all, we are doing a lot of social media now. We are writing, we are putting ourselves out there. But one thing I want to tell everybody is please don't be under any pressure. You don't, the fact that um, we, are, we, we are talking about, you know, careers outside clinical medicine and you're seeing some people making it and all that. And you're thinking that, oh, why am I behind? And it happens to every one of us. Let me tell you the truth. You might be on social media. I saw a post today, which I was going to retweet, but I just couldn't find it anymore. That everybody puts their best foot forward on social media. Everybody looks, oh, fantastic. No problem. It is a big lie. You know, even the most well put together people that you see, they have some things that they are dealing with. I suffer as much as confident as I look, as confident as I sound. I suffer from the imposter syndrome a lot. Sometimes I think, oh, what have I done? Is it good enough? But the only thing is that every time I suffer from it, I have a whole community, a whole tribe that they bring me up and tell me that, Shaki, you are more than enough. So don't be under any pressure to think that, oh, I have to do this. I have to, you know, be writing this. I have to be in this space. No. What Dr. Lawale, what I can gather from what he's just saying is that whatever talent that you think you have, you can harness it. You know, you can hone that, that talent or whatever skill that it is. But don't be under any pressure to think that you must arrive at a certain point. We all have different times in life. I, I talk a lot about, um, you know, life and all that. Because I suffered a lot of losses early on in my life. So I have come to look at life as a journey that will just will keep going. And we get to a point where you realize that if you don't start to define what enough means for you, you keep chasing whatever it is. And you will never get, you know, you'll, not, you'll never get to a point where you think that you've gotten there. So please don't be under any pressure. That's number one. But no matter what, even though you are not under pressure, remember that the world is moving at a fast rate. And so one of the ways that I think that you can you can get your talents and you can you can you can get better at whatever it is you're doing is to speak to you. You know, they say follow who no road. There are some people that they know the road, but they are not willing to show you. And we have a lot of that around. So follow people that, you know, senior colleagues, your mates, junior colleagues that you have had. If you ask about me when I was in Luth, I love to teach. Teaching is my passion. You know, and I am at that stage of reverse mentoring where so many of the people that I've taught, they are teaching me now. And so that is what I'm talking about, that follow people that will show you the way when you need them to show you the way. Because a lot of people don't um, realize that the sky is so big, so big. I'm a dermatologist. Dr. Cole is a dermatologist. And we are doing the same things, but in different ways. And we are standing out in different ways. So I don't think that we should be under any pressure, whatever we are doing. We should keep at it. And whatever I'm doing, I am also, and like I always say when I write, honestly, I always want to be a better version of myself. And whatever I can learn, I've learned so, Twitter is one platform that I don't think I can ever leave. No matter how toxic people say it is, what I do is that I'm curating my space carefully. When I first got onto Twitter, all I was seeing was Scopa, man now, what, what rubbish, all those crazy things then that was all, all i was saying but after i started curating my space and i have been moving i have the kind of connections i have made on this space oh my god you cannot begin to imagine so please open your eyes to the possibilities and those possibilities they are not going to come they're not going to tell you this is an opportunity they are going to come in form of people opening those doors for you are you going to recognize those people when you see them so just you know what i think is that at the end of the day i'm just saying that do what makes you happy 
while you are doing what makes you happy, ensure that you are also doing what is going to, you know, bring some money for you because money is important. I don't have money yet. I'm still trying to get money, but I am sure one thing I know is that I, I am a very happy person. And anytime I have my low moments, I have my tribe to bring me up and all that. So um, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep forming, building that community. Reach out to people that you think can help you. And whoever it is that is not helping you, this guy is so big. If you ask somebody for help, they don't answer you. Move on to another person. And all this, you know, don't have any animosity towards anybody if they don't help you. Your help is not coming from them. That's why it didn't come from them. It will come from another person. And when it is time for you to pay back, give it back. Give it back to other people because that is the circle of life. That is what creates the ripple effect. So I have written a book. Oh, Dr. Nawani, you were saying you were trying to get the book. Of course, you are not trying to get the book. You know how to get the book if you want to get the book. <laughs> so when you are ready... I'm entering your DM now. And as for giving free copies, I've given a lot of... Like I told you, the kind of people that I have, if I talk to one, two, three doctors here that I want you to pay for 10 copies, they are going to pay. That is how much I have built my network over the years. So I've distributed a lot of free copies. I'm still going to give some later, but I want to move to other platforms. Instagram, Facebook, because I have a lot of community in that field. So, so don't get overwhelmed with social media. Whichever one you can use. Me, I post posts. So when I post on Twitter, I post on Facebook, I go to my blog, I put the same thing there. I turn whatever it is I posted, I turn it into a YouTube video, I turn it into an Instagram video. And for content, I... Writing comes very naturally to me. I sit down and in 10 minutes I can have written like three posts. So just do what works for you, please. Don't 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 look at another person. Do what the chapter one in my book it says know yourself. Honestly speaking, I think if you know yourself, the kind of person that you are, half of your problems in life are half of them they are solved. And that was one thing I did wrong in medical school. I wanted to be like everybody else. When I was in secondary school, I will not read for exam. I'll just go there. When I got to the university, I wanted to be, you know, going for nice class, doing, I failed woefully. But immediately I went back to my normal self. My life, you know, became normal again. So just know yourself and um, build your network. All right, then. I will be going, you know, leaving soon because those rugrats are there. I need to talk them in too. But I will still be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Gold. Thank you. But, you know, uh, it's quite, uh, you made so many points and uh, which are very, very, very interesting, you know. And uh, the one that stood there, I said, follow who no road. I quite agree with you with, uh, on that. Uh, fine, there are a lot of things we want to do. And uh, I think the best thing is to look at that space, uh, see who and who uh, is in that space, uh, reach out to them, right? So we we'll also have it at the back of your mind that some of these guys might be too busy to reply and all of that. But I'm sure somebody will always reach out to tell you uh, how to do it, how to go about it, and all of that. So basically, network, network, and network, right? Most of the time, I'm, on Twitter, I'm basically actually looking for serious connections, who I can work with, who I can collaborate, who I can learn from, and all of that. So for me, it's not really all about the drama that happens on Twitter and all the dragging and the violence and so basically, fine. There are good ways to chill out, but that's not my primary aim of being on social media. So I like to network, network, network. Uh, uh, Clement, see, I think you have the mic. You can. 
you can go ahead and uh, before Miriam goes ahead. Thank you. You have the floor now. All right. Good evening, Chief. Sir. Good evening. I want to say good evening, evening Chiefs, because there are a lot of people that are, that are like my bosses and my very senior colleagues and mentors in this space. Um, I think I represent a demographic here, the group of people that are on the much younger side of the divide. Um, fresh off house job, about two years. I'm also young. Year. People. Eh? I'm also young. I'm just put that All young people. I'm a child at heart. So, um, I'm a couple years off house job, but I've not served. And um, the only reason why I'm here to go and do all of that moving on is that I'm trying to de decide for myself what is it exactly that I want to do. Because um, I remember throughout medical school, growing up, I was that kid, you know. I used to have stellar results. I was president of literary and the British society in secondary school. Also presided by the Jets Club. You understand? So I was that kid. I was playing sports. I was doing everything. And I was still having stellar results. I had an inter-college exam then that I was like top five in it. And I was the assistant senior prefect. So it was just confusing for everyone because I could get into trouble one day. They would call me out to flog in the assembly and they would call me out to give me a prize at the same assembly. So he got into medical school and it was even much worse because I was good with words. I did a little bit of modeling. I went for a pageant twice. I was doing shows all over the places. I would leave my in-courses, go for a show, come back and write in course and go again and all of that. So it was confusing. And I think one of the people that made sense of it all there was my mom. Because they were always telling her that, oh, mom, watch this kiddo because this guy is going to be a lot of trouble for you. So she was always telling me that it's no problem. You have so many gifts and all, and you're still smart and all of that, that when you get out, just get your medical degree. Because there was a period, 500 level, I think, that was really keen on leaving this medical school and going to pursue a career in media. But she was like, yeah, just, just, just finish, just get a degree. Everything will fall into place. Everything will fall into place. I know. So why I'm saying all of this is that that space, that mentorship is very key. And I'm, I'm lucky, I'm happy for spaces like this and for people like this that we get to interact with on the daily in, on um, hashtag med Twitter. I remember last year, myself, Dr. Olawali and um, Dr. Apoko were on a show together. Before then, before then, I was on STV sometimes, 2020. I had a poem that I did on COVID, um, appreciation for her workers during COVID, and he had on STV, and I was there for a couple minutes interviewing. After the show, I met one of my friends, one of the producers in STV, who happens to be my friend in media. So we were talking about starting a TV show, and the, the attitude that I got was like, ah, nah, 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 nobody would want to listen to a TV show. It's boring. It's all of this. Health shows are now boring that if you have the capital about a million naira for airtime for so and so period, you are good to go. And I was like, ah, maybe they are right. And I left the idea. But after this session I had on um, Wazubia FM, Wazubia TV, with Dr. Olawali and Dr. Apoko, and all the discussions, if Dr. Wali, if you can remember, all the discussions that we had up to Maryland that day, I got so inseminated. And since then, I've been thinking. I don't know if this is a bit premature. I'm trying to get a couple jobs in media. This 2020 is what I've chased. I've chased about three avenues now. One of them is my own. I'm scripting, writing it for myself. And it's inspired by the doctors that I have met. You know, after practice, getting to meet a lot of people that are doing great stuff outside clinical medicine. I'm inspired that, okay, these are the kind of people that I can put on a show and people would want to tune in every week to listen to. Do you understand? People want to tune in every week to gain medical knowledge and be entertained at the same time. Like there's a plethora of talents in this field. 
you understand and and it's 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 wonderful i even had to there was a point i used the i was bargaining for a pay for one of the media jobs i'm chasing and okay this is still premature because it's not yet confirmed but i was like they were like you're just a doctor why do we have to pay you that much it's not like you have any experience in media and everything sharp sharp olawali and dr apuku with clemency green no time so i just used it to bargain the extra box for myself i know so i'm trying to say that the mentorship here has been awesome wonderful so speaking from this divide people that have been confused almost all their life people that have been looking for how does everything connect where is the nexus between knowing all about the breakout plexus and knowing how to talk and look good beside the lexus where is the nexus where does it all connect this is a wonderful space for them do you understand so it's it's wonderful also want to shout out to medical twitter as well i did a show recently and um i had 20k in my account i had a budget of 250k and someone on medical twitter actually sent me money wow that was like almost the only support i got financially towards that show because like i have points that i look up to i've media people i look up to everybody was like oh great we promote for you everything i appreciate all of the support but someone actually went out of their way to send some funds that use this to, and it went a long way into planning making the show a success and i was like wow this this is for a senior colleague that has seen me um as a doctor and i've seen this other side of me and he's saying yeah i like this other side of you as well i support it with so and so i put my money behind it i'm like wow amazing so once again speaking on this side of the divide i would like to say if you are looking for other fields medical media medical tech medical writing medical contents medical whatever medical insurance i think medical twitter and this space where we are has a lot of mentors for you you just need to open your eyes be humble be very humble okay that day, I was eager to hold on to the garment of Dr. Wally and Dr. Apokoda. Today, today, I have the pleasure and honor and little opportunity once in a lifetime to be in this space. I must grab as much as I can. So you have to be humble. You have to be willing to learn and be very malleable. Let them bend you a little bit towards what you want to make out for yourself. Like Dr. Gold has said, one very big mentor of mine as well. She's such a beautiful writer and I... I want to write beautiful like that one day. Like she said, you have to first of all be yourself. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise, you know. I almost put on my suit this weekend and went to look for a job in another field of medicine that everybody was, everybody looks like the in team. But I told myself, no, 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 no. This will distract you from the other things you are chasing right now. Sit at home, you understand? Use this time to go and continue scripting your show. Don't move with the crowd like that. You understand? You may not make the money and all, but you'll be doing something that comes easy to you and you will be doing something that you've always wanted to do and something that you are comfortable doing and making money while at it. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Clemency Greenaby, right? Uh, they used to say, who is cutting onions? Very good word. Um, uh, let, let, let me just quickly say this, that I think right. um, I, I'm going to put this out there and I, 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 don't, I don't miss my words. Uh, Dr. Clemency is one of the is one of the most talented people I've ever met in the medical space. And honestly, uh, I'll put it like this: that um, it was one one of the reasons uh, why I am still here in you know in the medical space was seeing the energy in which he you know he, he wanted to do uh, to to do what we we are doing and you know these are these things also they, they are like a feedback mechanism to you to also tell yourself that look guy put, keep pushing 
There are people looking up to you. Keep pushing. There are people who are, you know, jerrying you on to make sure that you succeed and you keep pushing. Uh, I think um, Dr. Yemi Adeyemi is here too. She is one of the people I've also met and she's in this space. She's in the media oh, space so as well. Yes, these are senior people. These are real or girls in this thing. Sorry to use my, they are, they, they've actually been pushing it. And when you see this community of people, um, it, it, it gives me joy. Um, Dr. Do, these are very talented individuals. Look, uh, in, in, I, I was so surprised that in the medical space, you have hyper-talented individuals, hyper, like not just hyper-talented individuals. And I'm happy that a lot of us are becoming more confident to explore other options that test our other abilities as individuals. And we are able to find meaning, you know, to life using some of these other skill sets that we have, you know, as people. And as I said, it's, it's not a thing of pressure, um, as, you know, as um, Dr. Gould has mentioned, you know, don't put pressure on yourself looking at, for example, there was a point in time when I started, you know, my journey and I, I've always felt that, look, am I do I'm not doing enough. Oh, I don't have enough followers. Oh, I don't. And I was like, oh, Benny, just focus, focus. The most important thing is the value that you give. And as long as you give value to the world, you will always find value in your pocket. It's just that that's how the world works. So um, kudos to you, Dr. Clemency. As I said, we have a lot of projects to do together. And I'm really happy that, you know, you, you are still motivated to, you know, to do what, what you're doing. And I wish you all the best out there. And let me just put this out there for people who may have interest in content creation and content writing, especially in the medical space, and you don't know where to start, please reach out to me. I'm a, I'm a free bird. I don't charge anybody for anything. I do it freely and out of my heart. Look, if it's something that interests you and you know you want to do it, reach out to me, send me, okay, you can't send me a DM on Twitter because my DM is actually locked. I will send you a message. You just need to say you want to do it. And I'm really open. Uh, speaking of that, uh, finally, Dr. Gold, please, I would be reaching out to you, uh, please, uh, for 10 people who might want to get a book here. So I'll be paying for 10 books uh, for people who hey. want to, yes, who want to get her when book. I so I'll pay for 10 people. This man is rich. Cut soap for me, oh, please. Hmm? Help my life now, Doctor Lawali. Me too. I want to. I want to be doing. Um, what do you, What do you call it? Uh, content. <laughs> I want to be doing content. <laughs> hey, Doctor God, I beg you. The people who get money, they know themselves. Wait, 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 wait. You know, Yoruba people have something that they say that because somebody is looking fine, help me. I don't have money. I'm still trying. Help my life. <laughs> Dr. Ron, please help us to tell Dr. Good that she should not whine us. Just no, help it to tell us. Hey. Wait, wait. <laughs> There's nothing hidden in the medical field. So you know how much a consultant is earning. It's not like we are earning big money. So show us the way, Dr. Lawali, so that we can be earning big bucks. So please, I, I need to go now, but I just wanted to mention one last thing before I go. Um... Um, when it comes to uh, Dr. Molawale, um, I think you were the one that said it, that someone, you know, saying my following people are not, I will be honest with you. When I am on Twitter, once I write, okay, just because I hate those sounds, that distraction, the notifications, 
I have all of them off on all my social media platforms, all, including WhatsApp, such that if I don't go into the app itself, I don't see anything. And it's deliberate, because if you do not try to be deliberate about these things, they have a way of eating into your life. It's a different thing if you're getting paid from it. So if that is your day-to-day, -day, that's where you make your living, oh, please, by all means, let those things, let everything come in. But if you are not, and you have a regular job that you need to do, you have an exam to read for, you are looking at a plab or something, and your phone is distracting you because it's all happened. If you notice that you want to read one chapter in Harrison, and five hours you are still there but go on twitter go on instagram wallahi you have spent five hours and you don't even know that you've spent anything so these things have a way of distracting you that's what i'm going to if you're not getting if, if that is not where you are getting your daily bread every time please control the way you use social media it will help you a lot and when i got here i got here i think i was on 73 followers i don't even know who is following me i swear to you until we have a conversation if we do, because I realized that when I was following so many, I was seeing a lot of nudity, a lot of things that were not in my in my thing. They were, they were not my thing. So I had to just, you know, unless we have a conversation, I go to your page and I see that I can learn from you. Then I follow you. I don't even care who, if you are stood. And another thing again that I, I I want to mention. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to bring um seniority or anything into this thing, but see, we are building a community. But despite the fact that we are building a community, we should be... Con I know a lot of people are hurt. Some seniors have been nasty to them in the past. Some, some people have been bad to them, unkind. I think that if you want to solve that issue, if you have somebody that has been... I've done it before. I will come to you and I will ask you, honestly, you hurt me with what you did. I was... You did something and I did not like what you did. And it really, really, you know, you killed my morale and I think that you could have done better with it. But, you know, if we keep going through that culture of dragging ourselves online, we are not really going to move forward. And I tell you, sometimes some of the seniors that we are complaining about, I'm seeing some of my colleagues that are even becoming more tyrannical than the people they complained about. So we really need to watch it if we want to nip all these things in the bud. So if somebody, I have unfollowed a couple of medical, normally I don't even follow my student. If you are my student and I know that you are my student, it's unlikely that I will follow you. Except that I see that maybe we've had a decent conversation. Because I think that a lot of the exuberance and all that, some students have had some issues with some, even in the hospital. Well, let's leave that. I've had to unfollow a couple of house officers, registrars. I am a consultant. So you cannot carry all the other consultants and be insulting them day in, day out, and think that I, I will be fine with it. So rather than Yoruba people have an adage, Kojuma Ribi, Bogbara Logwen. Which means that if you do not want to see something bad, you try, and, you try and avoid it. So if every day, every time you're always bashing consultants, you are, one day I'll think that my own self, Naton by ton, uh, I will chop breakfast very soon. So rather than see all these things, I'll just unfollow the person silently without any force or anything. No issues, nothing. So I'm just begging us. If we have an issue, you, know, you don't air your dirty linen in public. And that's the reason why they keep dragging us every time. And one way, one, if you have an issue with somebody, go, have, my colleague has done it before when we're registrars. The senior registrar did something to her. She went to her later after work that, oh, the next time you try this thing with me, well, you will not believe what I'm going to do to you. Just let's meet in motion. You will not like what I'm going to do to you. Go and meet the person. And so me, I consider people that come online and abuse everybody. And you see the person. You can't say, I think you are a coward. 
face the person, go and meet the person and tell the person, honestly, if there's a way to approach all these things. But online, it doesn't give you a good image when every time it is all about dragging one person or the other. I think we can do better. So if somebody has an issue with you, talk to the person. We are, we are building a community. Let's build that community nicely. All right, I think I've spoken too much. Like, um, you know, I'm known to be cool. Let me go. It can, it can never be too much. Thank you, Dr. Cole. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Thank you so all right. much. And I see all my, you know, all my people here. Nice to see people. everybody. Where you yeah. I can see you. Dr. Martin, <laughs> I can see you. Welcome, everybody. And if you're just joining, we've just been discussing uh, careers outside clinical medicine and uh, sharing different uh, ideas and uh, areas people can get in. And I know where you are. I think you're outside the clinic, too. Maybe you come and share your story, too. Uh, just make an emoji. I think I got kicked out, but I'm back. All right, perfect. So, um, we have been discussing uh, things to do outside the clinic and uh, very profitable. And uh, I think Dr. Wana Mara or Amaka requested for the mic, but she, she's not here again. So, Wayoms, I think you can go ahead. Uh, let's you uh, hear your own side of the story so other people can yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, good evening, everyone. Um, happy New Year to those who have not sold. Happy New Year, <clears throat> and thank you, Dr. Ron. Um, yeah, um, outside clinical medicine, sort of. Um, it's been a journey. I started this journey, I think, a long time ago. Um, I started, I navigated through academic residency, and I went back to Nigeria and in front of my father, NMA told an MDC and told my father, sorry, you don't do academic residency. So your daughter doesn't fit into Nigerian system. So that's where my whole journey began. But there was no mentor. So I went in. At that time, um, public health was seen as Bubuiru. So <laughs> I just picked up one course in the UK, Occupational Safety, Health and Wellbeing. And that was how... I just started navigating, but I, I ended up loving academia, which again um, is just a journey. So I have done a master's, I have two masters, um, just trying to find my feet. I've worked in the NGO sector. I own um, or I co-own an NGO with um, certain people just doing community work. Um, so I try to see how health is not really in the hospital, but goes beyond the hospital. So um, me, I come from the Niger Delta, and we have a whole lot of issues. Our water is polluted, our air is polluted. So um, if I'm only giving you um, uh, how are you, hope you are fine, um, tell me your, your, your problems, your complaints, and then I'm giving you preliminary diagnosis and waiting for lab. You also come back to me in the Niger Delta in the next two weeks with a malnourished child. So I was seeing beyond the clinics. And um, for me, it's been amazing 
but you just need to know who you are, what you want to become. So I've worked in water sanitation and hygiene. I've worked with um, NGOs in the Niger Delta. Then I've come to do a PhD. I've submitted my PhD. It's in health and rehabilitation science. But what I want to say is that one needs to think outside um, just if you have that longing that, oh, the clinic is not just for me, or I think I can do more with the clinic. You can think outside um, the box, not really like a box, but I realized we are only stuck with medicine and surgery, no offense, um, internal medicine, um, obstetrics and gynecology and pediatrics. There's op occupational therapy that doctors are getting into. There, there's there's so many little, little um, courses like that, medical radiography. Um, every day I keep seeing different things. And because I'm in academia, I keep seeing different roles that I see doctors doing. And I'm like, why are we stuck up with this? If it's not ONG, I'm not doing if it's not pediatrics i'm not doing so you need to go beyond the lens of a nigerian a typical nigerian specialty which is just this for there are so many other things i met a doctor who is a bio a, a medical engineer and does prosthetics with the nhs um, and i was like how did you get into i just got i fell in love with engineering i love physics so um don't limit yourself I don't think we are doing enough in telling medical students that there's a whole wild world beyond these four specialties. So I've come on, worked with different people, government. There's nutrition. Um, we are talking about NCDs, but we realize that um, doctors are not well equipped in nutrition or dietetics. We even have a lapse in dietitians around the world. So these small, 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 small things. Um, we need to start telling them that, you know what, there are other branches in medicine that you can go that's not this um, for. Um, what else? It's it's fun for me. It's enjoyable. I have, because I'm a lady, I, I have the flexibility with my child. So it, it's not about women supporting or gender equality. I have that flexibility where I can swap my roles. I can travel when I want to travel. I work around my son's STEM time. So I get that flexibility with academia. I'm not doing calls and my child is stuck up somewhere. Um, so that's for me. I, I have what you call career halves and halves not. It's not about the pay for me. It's about my most halves. What are my most have flexibility and um, working around a hybrid um, setting where I can work online, work offline, work in the community. And then I am able to learn. Um, I'm not restricted. There's no bureaucracy. And then my must not have is someone I cannot stay stuck in a position and um, where there's no space for learning, collaboration, I wouldn't. So young people who are coming up, what's your career haves and haves not? If your own is all about the aesthetics, I don't think you'll go that far. So explore um, job rules, shadow a lot of people, shadow if you want to go into tech, shadow if you want to go into any kind of thing. Sh ask people on LinkedIn, what's your role like? I want to explore it. So I recently got into an interview in a research institute and the lady kept asking, how have you navigated up to this place? What makes you go on? And I said, I'm just a curious cat. So I can be a research assistant today. Tomorrow I can be director general of something. <laughs> so that's the beauty of not being stuck in the hospital. But I don't know what else, but social media, it has taken me places. I don't, I can't say that. There are a lot of people, Dr. Rebecca, uh, Dr. Babatunde, um, I, there are a lot at the AME here. 
there are a lot of people, Tijani Yusuf, there are a lot of people who are here who I've met through social media. I've not met you face-to-face, but I've worked with quite a number of people. I've got mentees, mentors from social media. So um, if you're a medical person, be on social media, not for the bands, not for the drags, but that you want to see to become where you want to become, where you're going to, and use your social media, ask questions, um, dish out contents that are of value. It's not about the money. I don't get paid on social media. I'm not about the pay. Um, See the gap and then leverage on that your niche. You never know who's watching. You never know who's paying attention. NGOs are paying attention and lecturers are paying attention. So um, I got one job recently because I always share on social media. The woman went to search my LinkedIn and my Twitter and she said, well, me, you'll be the right person for the job. That was a nine months contract in pounds. So <laughs> I don't know, just be open-minded. And um, there's a book called Social Media Ethics, which we wrote some years ago. So everybody um, coming up needs to ha- read that book and have it, and you'll do well on social media as well. So, yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Williams. Uh, funny enough, I've never met her. We just uh, belong to one mutual group, and... We've been able to do stops together. She mentors me and all of that. Please, oh, you said they don't pay you on social media. Please, if they offer you money, I'm here to collect it on your behalf anyway, since you don't want the money. <laughs> so it's quite interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's quite interesting. Uh, before you came on, I think I mentioned uh, the NGO space too, and it's interesting she's mentioned uh, she in that area also medi- uh, mentioned uh, biomedical engineering which uh, I don't know but I've, I've head down I've learned something today right mentioned nutrition and dietetics so it, it is, uh, there are a lot of emerging areas in medicine or maybe ignored area that we tend to overlook for basically Everybody is important in all these areas, right? And uh, it's good she's mentioned the value of mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. And uh, MNC also mentioned that one, mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. So, you know, feel free to reach out to people. Feel free, whatever area you think uh, you want to get into. I think Wally mentioned uh, he's available to mentor folks who want to come into the writing and content area space. Look at these people, follow them, ask them questions. And I'm sure a lot of people are ready and willing to show everybody the ropes because the sky is big. And truth is, uh, sometimes I get a lot of uh, writing gigs or maybe uh, article review and all of that. Most times I tend to turn some of them down because uh, my hands are full and uh, then it becomes difficult for me to find the next best person I can say, look, uh, okay, you might want to reach out to this guy to do this job for you because my hands are full. I can't deliver right now. And if you don't know anybody, you really don't know anybody. So that's the value of communities like this coming in so that you people get to know your areas of core competence and all of that. So basically, if you're on the timeline, all you're doing is bands, bands, bands. I, I really don't know where you coming if maybe i have a referral to make and all of that so that also still boils down to creating value and uh, let people know what you're all about 
I think uh, by your day you requested for the mic. I think you can speak. Um, go ahead. Then uh, who again? Someone else requested for the mic. Uh, I think Baba Am I correct? Just maybe raise your hand if I'm correct. So I'll just give you the mic again. Right. Uh, let me see this network is here. Uh, just a minute. Invite to speak. Uh, can can Doctor Doctor Biody? Are we? Uh, can he speak? Because I'm giving him to the mic. Is uh, a radiographer. One of my yeah. Partners. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to say uh, he's been invited to speak, but he's unable to. Um, okay, um, Doctor Babatunde is is here. Um, so you know, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. All right, Doctor Babatunde, please go ahead and speak before I share my thoughts. All right. Good evening, everybody. I actually did not request the mic, but then I've been. Oh, really? Yes. Sorry. I'm here to I'm here to listen and to learn from all the bosses that are here. It's been... Yeah, it was, so know you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a small boy. <laughs> it's been like a mind-boggling conversation. It's it's so rich. Um, I was the class chairman of my central planning committee in school, and we had one of our ogas come to talk to us about um, life after medical school, and the experiences and the um, different things, opportunities that are available for us then. And that has kind of shaped um, my thinking um, right from an early stage in the medical school. I have always told myself I wasn't going to work in the hospital. In fact, I am only doing residency now in courts just to pass time or just to just to have an extra qualification. I'm not doing it because everybody is doing residency and I have to do residency. So basically, when we're in school those days, the only pathway that is being known to everybody is finish medical school, go into residency. And that is one of the things that um, when I grow up, when I become a big boy, we are going to infuse into our medical education. We are not being taught how to be entrepreneurs are not being taught medical education you know you see a lawyer consulting from you and the lawyer is collecting money from you for consulting the lawyer that asked you yesterday what is the medicine for malaria but you meet the lawyer today and the lawyer is asking you to bring money and you are, you are the lawyer is asking you to bring money for signing a document for them and also so we don't have that entrepreneurial spirit as medical doctors, we do not um, really most of the times have the skill sets to be able to manage other things outside medicine. And it boils down to the fact that when most of us, when we're in school, all we just did was read, 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 and study. Um, most people did not have a life outside medical school. And all that. So it's not been um, something that has been inculcated. In but if we did not learn if we did not learn these things in school, um, there are other avenues for us to learn them. Mentorship is part of them. I have reached out to a couple of people on 
on Twitter here when I did not exactly know what to do with myself and they were able to help me to like tell me oh this is how to go about this this is what to do so it's don't be shy if you are here and you don't know what to do reach out to anybody um a lot of people i can attest to are willing to work when dr wally said um his DM, his space is open for people to reach out to him he's not actually lying if not for the constraint of time on my own side we actually planned on doing several things together but you know putting too many things together and then he's also a busy person so so many people are here who are willing to like lift the younger ones lift the younger generations up like in my organization now i have a lot of young people that i have mentors that i have um taught how to do several things and i'm happy that i see them growing daily taking over things and doing stuff for themselves so basically in medical space, there's a lot of things that you can do. I tell people that when you get this MBBS, this MBBS opens the doors for you. So if you are a doctor and you are into maybe mechanical work, for instance, now electrical engineering or whatever, people would look at you twice and be like, oh, he's a doctor. He definitely knows what he's doing. So it's very interesting that we're having this conversation and I, I, I know it's going to propel us it's going to gear some people up and it's going to give some people the ginger to do what they require to do. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dr. Baba, today, in fact, I'm even happy that you joined the space. Uh, for many of you who do not know, uh, who do not know, uh, Dr. Baba today is a very uh, well-known public health physician and um, he's actually, uh, he has, uh, he actually has Quinta Health uh, that helps, you know, also to reach out. And one of their major messages is cervical cancer. As a matter of fact, uh, we, we are actually partnering with him this week uh, to actually achieve uh, a goal uh, because the NGO that I and Apoko Doctor actually run, that is the 100K Club. So we're actually going on a statewide campaign for cervical cancer. And our lead person is actually Dr. Babatunde, who is going to be partnering with us to make that happen. Um, fact remains that, um, as, uh, uh, you know, there was something that uh, Dr. Baratunde said, and yeah. it's something that I resonate with a lot. Um, you know, the, my, my life's dream is to be able to reach out to younger doctors and let them know that there is a life beyond the clinical pathway, um, that they do not give up because, I, I, as I said, the mentality that has always existed before now has been the mentality that you, as a doctor, as a medical professional, generally, you cannot do anything more than, as um, William said, you cannot do anything more than the four arms of medicine. That's pediatrics, obstetrics, and gynecology, medicine, and surgery. If you do anything outside that spec, you are not regarded as somebody who is, in quote, serious. So it's our live stream to actually make sure that people find fulfillment in other places that they wish for because people actually are weighed by that um, that burden of, oh, I must do something within that clinical to know that I have been able to do something as a doctor, whereas that is not how life should, should actually be. So uh, for me, I just believe that um, it, it's something, this is actually something that drives me every day. And as much as possible, I will always be open to helping people to find their footpath in a place that, you know, nothing is actually given. So um, 
I don't know. Uh, do we have any other persons, uh, Dr. Ron? No, I can't see anyone at the moment. I'm checking, 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 checking. All right, so let's take in for some questions. We want people to come in and also contribute their thoughts to the space. Uh, we've been talking about careers outside clinical medicine, and we've said we've mentioned several of them for those that are just joining us. And we are actually trying to let people know that there are things you can do outside your you know outside the walls of clinical medicine that are actually you know that are impactful and are also profitable to you as a person so as i said there are so many so many of them and we are trying as much as possible to encourage people out there i am also trying to reach out to people if there there is any one of us anybody here trying to do something like this but you don't know where to start from ask questions look we are not we are not robots we will answer we would reach out we will tell you we will support you if there is anything that we know that we can do within our own capacity to do we will do it now you know dr ron is a prolific writer he writes scripts for movies <laughs> maybe we don't know he actually writes scripts so guy guy look 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 you see let's let's just let's just let's just let me make i know just talk too much but that's 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 a part of him that's actually a part of him and he has other things that he actually does and honestly there are a lot of multi-talented individuals that are here um reach out to them even somebody that we put that we put as big in quotes as a doctor is a very reachable human being is somebody you can reach out to and you can as long as he's available and you can pin him down one or two things in a minute or two you'll be able to speak with him um we are going to be having more of these conversations where we are going to bring people who are actually prominent in other sectors and they will share their thoughts with us on how they started and you know how far they are actually going with what they are doing so please um reach out we are always willing and we are always ready the, the um, as i said the sky is big enough really big enough for every one of us it will contain every one of us even if you are doing the exact same thing so um let me let me just um grant um some speaker requests so that I we can today you requested your hands up okay yes um i just wanted to add um you know i started quinta health and i just felt i should share this maybe somebody is going to actually read it i started quinta health immediately after my nyc in 2017 and why did I start Quinta Health? I wanted to do something that was not conventional, something that was um, different from what every other person did, something that would meet a need. Because um, I was thinking, I served in Enugu State and I was not paid a dime. I was not paid a dime by the state government. I served in the government house. I was seeing Buruburu come out every day and go in. I was not paid a dime throughout. The only time I met the governor and he was like, oh, you are the copper doctor here. The, the, um, one of the government officials said that 10,000 Naira was enough for me as a doctor. So that was when and I knew that, okay, the future of medicine in this country is actually very bleak because I was working there, I was taking calls, and then they were paying us 19,500. It was not 33K then, it was 19,500. And that was the only thing that I lived on. Like, I was practically living from hand to mouth. And I was actually 
as at the time I had a fiance in quotes and I was planning to get married after NYSC. After NYSC, the babe actually left me alone because <laughs> there was nothing to bring back from NYSC. NYSC was was empty for me and that was one of the reasons why I decided that I was going to start the organization. But the that was not that is not basically it. Where I'm going exactly is nobody recognized me. Nobody knew me anywhere. I started doing this work. I did a lot of pro bono work. A lot of pro bono work. Plenty pro bono work. Like, when I mean a lot of pro bono work, even up, up, up until last year, one of my mentors was like, Tunde, you have done enough pro bono work in this life. You need to start making money from the things you do and all that. And he was like, if you want to start a charity, just start a charity and continue to do this and all that. There was no recognition. There was nothing. But it was just it was just me that was thinking that there was no recognition. Last year, a lot of people began to like reach out to me and began to say, "Oh, we we have been seeing the things you are doing. We love your consistency. You did not even get tired, even in the face of what blah 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 and all that." A lot of people will come into my DM. A lot of people request for my numbers. A lot of people would would like talk to me and be like, "Oh." We see your consistency. We see the things you have been doing. You are not. Re- you are relentless. And then, what usually trips people a lot is when they ask me, "How do you get money to run the screenings and the programs you do?" And up until last year, most of the monies that I use for my programs came from my own personal pockets. I have done a lot of screenings. I've gone far and wide, Gombe, Enugu, several states, and then the monies that we use for this screening. 90% of the times come from my pocket. There was no partnership. There was nobody who was ready to like trust me until they saw the things that I have done. And I went, I trained people for free. I screened people for free. We just did, we were just partnering with people. We we're just ensuring that we we're solving a problem. And I can tell you for free now that I have been having problem fixing my schedule this January, this January alone. I have been having problems fixing my schedules. The day um, Apoko doctor called me and he was like, oh, I'm so-so person. Um, this is my name. You know me as Apoko doctor. In fact, I was almost freezing where I was standing because I was like, wow, okay. So this person now, as in, I have actually worked to an extent where a lot of people now get to know me. I met a doctor on Twitter who was ready for me to come and do my PhD in her school, and so many other connections that have made, like gotten, getting calls from as far as Canada, getting calls from UK, several places. A lot of people who have been reaching out to me. Some weeks ago, an organization came and said, oh, we want to interview you. It's an, it's an international organization. We want to interview you for the things that you have been doing and all that. So now, all these things did not come in one year because that's the problem that a lot of us young people have. We just start and we want it to peak now. I had that problem because for a whole year after I started Quinter Health, I actually ignored it because it wasn't bringing the necessary returns. It was a brilliant idea. I saw the future. But the future is not in one year. It's not in two years. Because the moment you begin to put that pressure on yourself that, oh, I have started this beautiful initiative. It's supposed to be bringing stops for me. And it does not bring it for you. At that particular point in time, you begin to you begin to put a lot of pressure on yourself. 
and you you ignore that initiative that is why a lot of dreams never come to reality because we do not put in the required work it requires some level of persistence there are some moments that whatever you are doing would not work for you nobody will recognize you nobody will even see you but at that particular point in time that is not true lots of people are seeing you lots of people are recognizing what you are doing but they just want to see how genuine you are they want to see how persistent you are in doing what you are doing. They want to see if you really stand for what you say you stand for. I know that I have not gotten to where I want to get to. In fact, I am still behind in so many things that I want to do, but it's just like a personal testimony that this year, it just showed me that, oh, a lot of people have been watching you. Lots of people have been seeing what you are doing and then it's beginning to yield fruits. And a lot of people of quality are calling me and saying, okay, we want to work with you. So basically, I just want to tell somebody here, in case you want to start something, it won't peak immediately. It won't peak immediately. Just keep on, keep at it. Thank you. Wow. Thank uh, you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, like, real time, thank you. And honestly, eh, honestly, one of the I, I will just leave a few tips for 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 us to follow with what you have said. Um, a lot of a lot of us don't understand the power of the grind. Um, when things are when things are looking hard and difficult, it doesn't mean someone isn't watching. Someone actually is watching you. When I got the recommendation to come on, uh, you know, to come as a TV host, I never knew that there was somebody that was actually watching me up on social media, seeing the posts that I make, say all those kind of things. No, I did not know. It just came. And this was after about one and a half years being on Twitter, doing nothing, and nothing was even paying me from that particular angle. The fact remains that there will always be a grinding phase. And um, just for, I, I will say this, um, it is important for you to prepare yourself for the grinding phase. Like for, for people who are going to venture outside into this, um, you know, into this um, pathway, it is important for you to understand the grinding phase and know how to properly support yourself. As you could hear, Dr. Babatunde had already used some funds of his own into Quinta Health, you know, the NGO that is actually really powering, you know, him forward now. But you actually needed, you know, to support himself. So ideally, what I advise is that your job, your day-to-day, -day, your nine-to-five jobs, dedicates a particular amount that you will use to build the dream that you want outside the clinical pathway. And this is actually, this performs, uh, what this does is that it gives you the perfect springboard to move and, you know, to move into that grinding phase. And then you also have a way to support yourself during that time when you now eventually feel that, okay, you can launch in 100% and all of that. But the important thing is to know that this is what you are, you want to do. And you have to be consistent. I, I don't know how to put consistency again, but the fact is that it is only people who are consistent that, that get recognized. Um, if you start today, you stop tomorrow, I'm sorry. People would, you, you know, so many opportunities will come, um, come by, come fast and pass you. So it is important to stay consistent. The hardest thing in, the hardest thing in this, in this thing that we are doing right now is the consistency. 
that is the hardest thing. When we started, uh, when when uh, Apoko Doctor and I started 100K Club, we, we, it was just like there was nothing. Nothing was coming up. Hello, can you guys hear me? I can't seem to hear anybody. <clears throat> All right, yeah, I can hear oh, you. Okay. Uh, I think um, well, it went off. I think that was um, a, a, a minute network. Uh, so thank you. Wally seems to be offline, right? Yeah, he was speaking and then he went off. Oh. All right, since I'm on here, was there someone else supposed to speak? I could see. Yeah, I think uh, by your day was supposed to go. Then, oh, okay. Uh, so he should do that. I'll just I will speak after he does. All right. By the day, you can you have the mic. You can go ahead. Uh, had a speaker. Um, I think he's trying to connect. Or maybe John, you can go while he's trying to connect. Go ahead, please. All right. Um. Good evening, everyone. I am glad I can see so many names, so many familiar names here. Ogolua is here, Fisayo is here, Oyetodun, Joy, Obi, my Ogaz, Ronald, Clemency Green. <laughs> um, Babatunde, I listened to Babatunde speak, and it's interesting that we haven't had a conversation before now, and I am definitely looking forward to us having a conversation moving forward. Um, maybe I'll start with introducing, I think most people know me, but for the context of this space, careers outside clinical medicine. Please let us know, we are itching to hear. <laughs> All right, so I am John Afam. Um, I manage social media accounts. That is what I would say is my nine to five. Um, I'm still a full-time doctor. So this might not be the most ideal space for me because I'm not complete. I'm not outside clinical medicine. I'm a resident. I'm in training. I'm probably going to, I'm taking my exams at the end of the year. So I'm still full-time in medicine, which maybe is the angle that I want to bring in. Um, sometimes maybe it's something we can ideate. You, it's really possible, but let's, we'll, we'll get there. So, Yes, I manage social media accounts. Currently, I run an agency, a social media agency that caters almost exclusively to health-based accounts. And we build communities, create content, all the bubble, bubble of social media. That's what we do. But like I said, in my full time, um, I'm a resident, I'm in training, I'm, I'm training to be an anesthetist. So all these things come together. Careers outside clinical medicine. For a lot of persons, um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk a bit, a bit about my journey and so that, I mean, maybe it will help grant some persons some direction. A lot of persons found their feet outside or they have developed their digital skills outside medicine in very different ways. I have always been interested in social media. Um, however, I think where I actually started at some point considering it as a career, and okay, that's just a point I would like to add. I can like... I, I can appreciate how, you see how when everyone talks, they can somehow tie into the power of communities, power of connections, how this person is seeing what they are doing. Why? Because they are on social media. How this person is having these conversations, how you can know that this person 
ah, Apricot Doctor called why he's on social media. So that's just a part because at this point, it's definitely something I personally want more and more persons, more and more doctors to consider, like developing those digital skills, those social media skills. But I'll tell you that. So my journey was from Twitter here. We started doing trades because we came on, then it was Apricot Doctor, Dr. Zubo, and Health Athena. Health Athena was one of the first persons. I think she was one of the really first persons to start doing a like daily trade. She's, she's, she's actually the first. She's actually the yes, first. So, so I sometimes I don't mind, like to make absolutes like that. So before someone would tell you know how Twitter is, someone can't drag it. I mean, I <laughs> she's the first. She's but the yeah, first, actually. So, so I know because I got on Twitter and I used to see her trends. I used to see her trends. And then, like I said, it was Zobo, Apropos Doctor, Health Athena. She used to mentor us a lot, give us a lot of information. Oh, do this. Then she put together a group. She was like, oh, I remember the first time it was Awareness for Sickle Cell Day. So she put together a group and was like, oh, if you want to, like, you're a, you're a health professional, you want to amplify or create some form of awareness, join this group. And I joined, and we were sharing threads, like, doing hashtags. It was just sharing information. And for the first time in my Twitter life, I got, I think I got a hundred retweets. And I'm like, oh, more. I have said, like, yes, this is it. Finally, like, I was, it was a lot, it was, I was, like, finally, oh, people can see that what, I, I mean, there's some value in all the trends that we're making. Like, oh, yes, we're doing it for public health awareness, but quote-unquote, it's good to be seen, too. So that was kind of a watershed moment for me. Because at that point, I was now more interested in, quote-unquote, putting out more quality health content. So a lot of trends, a lot of trends, this, 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 that, that, that. It got, it was, it was really good. At some point, yes, we're putting out two, three, a, a lot of trades. And that's technically what grew my accounts to this point. But at some point, like everyone can say, people start seeing what you're doing. You can't start, the truth is, imagine you spent six years in medicine and you're not earning from it. You don't, please do not think that you're going to go anywhere and start earning from it that year. Like, do not have a short-term mindset, but like everyone can say here, if you have a long-term mindset, the payoff is massive. So it took a while, but after a lot of trade, a lot of health awareness, a lot of campaigns run, someone, someone said, oh, I see what you're doing on this page. Come do it for our page. And that's how I got my first social media gig. In retrospect, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, <laughs> like it's it's some of the earliest experience I had, but that was necessary for me. Like, four years, five years, six years down the line now, I can say that that me then probably did not know as, like, I, I wasn't giving as much value as I could have given then because I didn't know everything. But I got started. And so that's the second point. Please take note of the point as I'm saying. The first point is, um, it's not immediate. Whether you're learning coding, whether you're being, no matter, it's not immediate. The second point is, you have to start. That's the second point. You are not going to take all the social media courses until you start managing a social media account. You have gone nowhere. Take all the coding courses until you start trying to build your first page. You have not started. So the second point is, you have to start. When you start, you start growing. Oh, from managing that social media page, I wasn't seeing the results I was seeing. I was like, oh, well, something is wrong. This is not like my page. My page was growing. Interactions were great. Oh, 
took a few courses, knew what I was doing wrong, started correcting. From there, a few more communities, a few more networks. Here we are. We're running an agency. I can say proudly, proudly that I make more from social media than I do from mental. I do both full-time, quote-unquote, which is also the third point. You don't need to abandon any, at least not at the earliest stages, not until you have to. So you can have a great, fulfilling career in medicine. For some people, it really wasn't about the money. Do you understand? Like, you can say, oh, yes, medicine doesn't pay, but hours by hours, ask anyone here. Ask Ron, his building. Ask Olawa. Like, hours by hours, people will tell you, no building is easy or cheap. So, yes, money is always a consideration because these things compound. When you upscale, you meet, you make new networks, you make new communities, you get better, you grow bigger, you can command higher prices. So that's also now the fourth point I'll make, which because I feel like I've spoken for a while, the fourth point I'll make is um, note that you are already at an advantage. Do you understand? You're not entry level anymore. If you're a doctor and you're diverting into any field, there are first, you have a lot of transferable skills. You are probably. Um, better at a lot of things than a lot of other graduates, a lot of other people. You already as an advantage. This is no prejudice to anyone. That's the first point. The second point is you can, well, I think you can optimize to ensure that your goals are aligned. Let me put it like that. You can do not, when you're thinking of what to do outside medicine, the first thing should not be something that's completely outside of medicine because you have all this domain knowledge. Like I ask people, who do you think is the best person to manage the website of the WHO? Is it not someone who's in health? Like, but if no one is trained in health, who's going to manage it? Someone who's not in health. So there are a thousand and one health, like this me using social media, because quote unquote, that's where I am in. So there are a thousand and one accounts to be managed. Everyone has accounts to be managed. Like, but if the hospital cannot get a doctor or someone who's in health to manage their accounts, who will manage it? Someone who's not in health. And then we now have all these concerns. Oh, what kind of content are you bringing out? What? We, like, the truth is, there's a market. Like, demand, supply. The, the, when we talk about COVID and how digital skills, it doesn't extend to all these people. It's not just other networks. Even doctors, too. Even digital skills that are domiciled in health are amplified, too. Like, there's an increase in demand for digital. Like, remote working is now a thing. All these things, mm, I've said a lot. So I'll try and see if I can highlight all the points I said. First, it's not, it's not a, an immediate journey. It's a journey that you get into, you grow, you optimize. Two, it's a journey that you can balance with your clinical career until you have to drop one. You probably eventually would have to drop one or prioritize one at some point. You had when, um, um, I think last week I said, for a while he had to drop this and try and get this done. For a while, I was a full-time staff in a health tech organization when I got the offer to residency and I went back to residency. For the first year before I got my diploma, I probably did not do a lot of social media. I had systems that were running, but I wasn't upscaling in social media because I wanted to upscale in this direction. So know that that balance has to come in sometime because the truth is, like we said, you're probably not going to start earning from it anyway. So that balance is necessary. It's a long-term goal. Find something that you can tie into. You see that everything that someone will build and they're successful with is something that they like. I like social media. I can spend a lot of time on social media. I can manage social media accounts. Just if you're doing something outside, like... Mm, I'll pause.
because this is this is something we can talk about a lot. It's just important to know that you have a lot of options as a doctor, as a health practitioner. Health is not going to people are not going to stop. Like no matter the direction you want to take, even if it's just health, like being able to sell health, you. Good evening, everyone, and have a good. Uh, have a very yeah, good and, don't worry, we are coming to come and learn at your feet. And if you will permit me, I would come and uh, just uh, wash your feet with 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 water. That that's just that's all. Just just give me that that uh, ability so that I can learn from the master. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll go to Lagos and then we'll yeah. You have you have, you have, you have said a few powerful things. And, okay, so just a last point. So that's another thing, please. Um, the beautiful thing about digital skills or online skills is that. You can do it. I'm not in Lagos. I'm not in Abuja. I'm running a, a successful agency by all standards. I know what marketing agencies do. So you can, that's the beautiful thing about online skills. Even if you are constrained by other concerns, do you understand? You can start picking them up until they get to a point. You heard how, you heard how um, um, the last speaker said, Um, Doctor Fam, are you there? Oh, God. Yeah, he's yes. going up for something. So, All right, uh, he will join us back. So much, yeah, Doctor Ima Eko is here. She's here. Hey, She's actually on the Eko. stage. Hey, good yes. Um, good to have you here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, John said a lot of things, uh, even backtracking to what the Tunde also mentioned, right? And for most people, I just say get started, right? And uh, you never know until you start, really, you know. And like everybody has rightfully said, it, it, it takes a while. It might take a while. But truly, uh, people are watching. People are really, really watching out there. I remember when I started, uh, I think I used to write stories, tales of Dr. Ron. Hopefully, I should come back very soon. You know, it was painstaking uh, because I was still working full-time as a doctor. And imagine running treads three times a week consistently for almost two years. You know, it was, and, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what are you even doing, Seth? But uh, then Kelechi, that's health. I think I'll say, please just continue. And, you know, I'm actually glad I did because now the results are beginning to pay off. Like Tunde said, people reach out, oh, we have this product. Can you do a review for us? Uh, can you do this article for us? Can you come and facilitate this event? Uh, we see you talk about this a lot. Can you come and uh, do something? You know, and of course, they have to pay for some of this thing. So it's they have to, to they have to pay. They have mm -hmm. to pay, yeah. You have to start. And uh, another thing, building a portfolio is very important. Tunde also mentioned that he did a lot of free work, a lot of free work. I remember when I doubled into web design, I all most of the websites I actually free. You know, you spend so much hours designing, editing, and it's actually for free. You know, then there was one I did for as low as uh, twenty thousand. I mean, that job took me almost a month, but it was twenty k I collected at the end of the day. You know. Yeah, so that kind of wraps it up for today's episode on the show. 
uh, where we've taken time to discuss the various options available to clinicians who are looking out to branch out from clinical medicine. So I'm so glad uh, we've been able to signpost a lot of you out there, uh, sharing tips, uh, resources, insights as to what happens in these areas and what's obtainable also. So to buttress this points that we've made today, I'm also going to be bringing in uh, other speakers in subsequent episodes. We will take time to break down each career path uh, to detail. So we want to know uh, what the person is doing, how he got there, what's the impact, the financial satisfaction, job satisfaction, you know. That's really the concept behind this podcast to show what actually happens behind the scenes. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please, like I said before, share the link, subscribe because the episodes are going to be dropping every week and going to be dropping it like it's hot. So yeah, so let's build the community one conversation at a time. Thank you. To the next episode, I remain Dr. Ronald. Bye.